my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is to use a journal to identify the aspects of your work you find energizing and engaging, and those you don't. Once you know this, you can arrange your life to do more of the work you love. This tip, like others we've talked about before on Before Breakfast, comes from Bill Burnett and Dave Evans' book, Designing Your Life. This book shows how to use design principles to create a life that works for you. Longtime listeners know that I am a big believer in tracking your time. We learn a lot by seeing where the time really goes. Collecting the data allows us to adjust our schedules and routines to spend our time better. Burnett and Evans propose keeping something called a good time journal to help you do something very similar. Here's how it works. Jot down your activities at the end of each workday, staff meeting, client lunch, preparing for a presentation, and so forth. Note how engaged you were during each activity and whether you felt energized or drained afterwards. If you're tracking your time on a spreadsheet, as I do, you could create an additional column for engagement level and energy level. Or next to the activity, just write H, M, or L to signify if your engagement was high, moderate, or low. And then energy can get a plus or minus, kind of like a battery going up or down. Burnett and Evans propose keeping a good time journal for at least three weeks and reviewing your journal and reflecting on what you learn at the end of each week. When were you engaged? or in a state of flow? What activities left you energized and which left you drained? What patterns do you see? What you learn may surprise you. Burnett and Evans describe an engineer who was bored and restless in his job. His good time journal revealed that he actually loved engineering. He just didn't thrive on the interpersonal interactions that came with it, like writing proposals for new work or negotiating fees. When you know this about yourself, you can figure out ways to minimize or contain the draining work, or even how to swap it with a colleague who loves whatever you don't. As you look at your own good time journal, if you're having trouble identifying patterns in your engagement and energy, Burnett and Evans suggest using the AEIOU framework developed by Dave Petnayak. As you examine your journal, consider these factors. The activities, that's A. What were you doing? What was your role? The environments, that's E. Where were you? How did you feel in this place? Was it quiet or loud, calm or stimulating, indoors or outdoors? Consider the interactions, I. 
Were you working with other people or objects, words, numbers, or ideas? Was the interaction formal or informal, routine or new? And what about the objects? That's O. What were you working with and what tools did you use? And finally, the users. That's U. Were other people around? How did they make the activity more or less pleasant for you? Oftentimes, the context of our work is just as important as the actual task in influencing our engagement and energy. I love working on the train, but only if I'm in the Amtrak quiet car. If I'm somewhere else on the train and somebody starts talking into their cell phone, I pretty much want to jump off the train. Something I'd find fun to write becomes tedious, and it's very hard to stay engaged. But because I know that, well, I'm careful where I sit. Of course, just because something is draining to you, personally, doesn't mean you get out of it. For activities that are essential but that you find draining, Burnett and Evans advise making sure you have plenty of energy going into them. So if big meetings leave you feeling spent, do something engaging and energizing beforehand. Maybe that's a one-on-one with a direct report you especially enjoy mentoring, or studying the performance data from the last quarter. We can't always eliminate the parts of our work we don't love. But thinking about when they occur and what else we're doing before or after can be helpful for managing our energy and engagement. Burnett and Evans advise, follow the joy. Follow what engages and excites you, what brings you alive. A good time journal can be a great tool for finding that joy so you can pursue more of it. If you try keeping a good time journal, I'd love to hear how it goes. You can email me at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at beforebreakfastpod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, listeners, I know you love mornings. And with nearly 300 beaches in Puerto Rico, each one is a reason to wake up early and catch a picture-perfect sunrise. Puerto Rico has nearly 300 miles of coastline, and the island's diverse geography offers everything, from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches and beaches perfect for water sports. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.